This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. I'm Matthew. And I'm Molly. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. Today, we are talking about, uh, okay, we're calling this episode Supermarket Lunch. It was suggested by spouse of the show, Ash. I know them. And you do? Yeah. Oh my God, me too. Mm-hmm. The the gist of it is like when you have to get lunch from the supermarket. Right. What do you get there? Like a grab and go kind of lunch at the supermarket. What so do you get? I would say even though like I, I almost never like deliberately get lunch from the supermarket, although that has recently changed and I'll go into that. This really excites me because there's just such a sense of prospect. Oh, God, yes. Yes. I mean, there may be no topic that we have done yet that has as many potential lines of of inane conversation. <laughs> well, I, don't, I don't know if I'd go that far. Oh, okay, I think okay. we, I think we have done that. But uh, like, I think we're going to get to the end of this episode, and there will be whole like aisles of the prepared food section that we haven't gotten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so I should also say that this episode came about because when it was spring break here, uh, we went to Hawaii, our first family vacation since 2019. And there uh, was a Foodland grocery store near where we were staying. That Foodland is like so well equipped, not just with groceries, mm-hmm. but also with options for lunch stuff. Yeah. And we were trying to, you know, eat breakfasts at the condo and eat lunches like cheaply. And so we would either make our lunch or we would stop at Foodland and grab lunch. And Ash was like, you guys should do an episode on this. Yeah. So. Okay. So should we should we go down memory lane? <sighs> Let's do. And like, I kind of, I don't know for this, for the purposes of this episode, kind of like where, where memory lane ends and where like yeah. modern times begin. I, I mean, I think this is often a, 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 a thing we're having to feel out with memory lane. Yeah. I mean, I've, but, I, I think some people date modern modernity to like the Bauhaus era. Yeah. I mean, do you and usually. What supermarket did they eat in? <laughs> I mean, some of them, some of the, uh, like, the Bauhaus. Wi- Piggly Wiggly. Yeah, Piggly Wiggly. Okay, there we <laughs> That's go. correct. <laughs> okay. The A&P. Uh, which which is for architects and painters. Yes, there we go. Okay, <laughs> great. Very proud of myself right now. Okay, 
So I'm going to go first. Please. And this is definitely going to, as though our listeners didn't already know, like roughly how old I am, I feel like my answer here places me within a certain era of grocery stores. The first thing that comes to mind when I think of grocery store lunch is grocery store sushi. Yeah. Like, do you remember, I think it must have been maybe in the mid-90s when I became aware of grocery store sushi. And I remember thinking that it was somehow both dangerous, like who would buy raw fish and eat it just from the grocery store? Right. And also somehow incredibly enticing. The thought that we could have this thing that was truly a specialty food. Yeah. And that you could buy it in the grocery store. I mean, who cares whether it was like not very well made, but I loved it. The way you described it is kind of like a bad boy, like the bad boy of the supermarket. Because like yeah. it's dangerous but alluring, right? Yes, yes. I do remember uh, when supermarket sushi came on the scene, but I was still scared of sushi myself at that oh. time, and so I never bought it. Okay. I mean, I have since then. Okay. Okay, good. It, you know, and it, it varies widely. Like, yeah. you know, if you go to like a Whole Foods type place, you're going to encounter a lot of brown rice sushi, mm-hmm. which is not a terrible thing, but it, it to me is a whole other sure. food. Anyway, I have to say, I think I first came across supermarket sushi when I was in college, um, and there was this Andronico's. Have you ever been to an Andronico's no. grocery store? It's like a super like shishi. Okay. Not, I mean, not like a Dina DeLuca kind of situation, but, but like the next tier down from that. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, or at least when I was in college, it felt very fancy yeah. to me. It was in Stanford Shopping Center, and I would ride my bike over there if I wanted to have sushi. Yeah, Andronico's felt so fancy. I just remember feeling like I have arrived. Like I live in a place where I can go to the grocery store and buy sushi. I, I started having this this uh, experience recently, which I'm teasing again. We'll get there. Okay. But so for me, like one theme that we're going to come back to over and over on this episode is is that I'm still just not into cold or room temperature food very much. And so mm-hmm. that means that like whole swaths – of of the supermarket lunch options like just don't really enter into my decision making process. Yeah, I I mean I think that that grocery store sushi in particular is kind of a weird one because it's much colder than sushi that you would ever right. eat at a sushi bar. And I mean ideally I have to say the best grocery store sushi I've ever had was from Foodland mm-hmm. in Hawaii. Maybe because they were going through such a volume of it. Yeah, I think that's probably it. Like, I mean, I think they had like a lot of tourists coming through that place. And the, you know, the the refrigerated case where the sushi was, was like the second case when you walk in the front nice. door. And so I venture to guess they did a huge volume of sushi. And so the rice was like never too cold. It was always really fresh. But that is not usually the case. Like, yeah. I got to say, okay, so my like local supermarket in my part of town used to be called Ballard Market. Now it's called Town and Country Market. Oh, I'm going to talk about I Town and Country Market in a minute. Hate. I don't like calling it Town and Country Market. This makes <laughs> Why? me well. This makes me feel like I'm living like uh, on a golf course or something. Okay. Like I, I hate it. Like at least Ballard Market. Like Ballard is the neighborhood. So at least saying Ballard Market, it just felt like this is the neighborhood grocery store. Yeah. Anyway, I do not like the sushi they have there. Just yeah, I don't go like out the sushi at my local it. supermarket either. I'm not even going to name them because I don't want to. Wow. Yeah. 
You but, don't want to uh, get blowback. I don't want to get blowback from QFC. Oh, okay. Okay, great. Um, okay Matthew, your and, turn. And there's like plenty of good takeout restaurant sushi very close by. Yeah. So I feel like I'm going to, I'm just going to wander a block north or south. Yeah. You are in a more urban part of town where you can get sushi. I can do that sort of you thing. You can do that sort of thing. Now, when I think supermarket lunch memory lane, I think Safeway Chinese food. Oh my God. Okay. So is this like a, it like a hot bar kind of thing? Like, yeah. Like steam table. It's like behind the counter. So they have to serve it up oh, for okay, you. Okay. And like, I remember, uh, first of all, like in high school, especially when I was working on the newspaper, and this would sometimes be a supermarket dinner, but lunch also, like, you know, we'd be like working on deadline for the school paper, and the Safeway was two blocks away. We would send someone over to get Chinese food, God, and we would probably yes. eat it out of the takeout containers like in a movie. And like, what? Oh, so w- wait a minute. At the Safeway, would they put them in like the stereotypical Chinese takeout box? Yes. I think it depended on like what kind of meal you got because you could get like just like a box of general so's chicken which was always my favorite item or you could get like a combo with with fried rice like mm-hmm. basically like what you would get at panda express but not quite as good okay okay <laughs> uh you know with with uh, chow mein fried rice uh and like a couple of entree options and it would always be like something something fried and goopy uh-huh. um uh-huh. and uh like i just still kind of have a soft spot for that and i will still very occasionally get Chinese American steam table fruit food from the Safeway in my neighborhood, even oh though God. it's not good, and, but it's it, like it's it's good in like a purely junk foodie kind of way. And so you would go to Safeway for this as opposed to QFC, which is the other main supermarket in your neighborhood. Yeah, Safeway just has a much better selection. They, they do have a of, little of bit Chinese of, of Chinese American food, food at, at QFC, but not nearly as much. You know, I'm realizing actually listening to you talk about the steam table that I have been the person working behind the counter dishing out food from the steam getting steamed getting steamed so when i worked at whole foods when i was in college i worked one one year at uh the prepared foods counter like you know selling cheese and olives and stuff like that or sorry at the the specialty counter selling cheese and olives and stuff and then another another season behind the prepared foods counter where we had both like all those cold prepared foods, but Mm -hmm. also a steam table, rotisserie chicken, et cetera. And I had forgotten about all that stuff. When you, when you write your inevitable fourth memoir, you should call it season of steam, (sighs) season of steam. Wow. Or it could be your first that romance. Gonna be, I was going to say, maybe yeah. it could be like erotica. Yeah, maybe like each each book, because you got to, like if you write a romance or like erotic fiction, it's got to be like the beginning of a 17 book series. Like each one could be season of something. I'll do the four seasons. <laughs> <laughs> so it'll be like autumn of steam. Autumn. W- winter, winter of steam. <laughs> Winter of steam. Spring of steam. Well, I mean, like, when it's winter, like, and you go in, like, the outdoor hot spring bath, that's mm, very that's very that steamy, steamy and satisfying. Yeah. 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 Okay. So uh, let's let's come up to, to the present. Yeah. All right. So you do still sometimes go to Safeway to get yes. your Chinese-American yeah, tasty stuff. Like, like fried rice and, like, the, the, yeah, like the General Tso's chicken or sesame chicken, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Something like, like uh, Mongolian beef, that sort of thing. Okay. Excellent. Uh, is there anything else you get at Safeway that yes. is particular to Safeway? And this is a pretty new item, I think, like within the last couple of years. They've always had, you know, chicken tenders, chicken strips, of course, at Safeway. Uh-huh. But uh, sometime in the last couple of years, they started selling uh, Nashville hot chicken strips. Okay. And like, are they really spicy? No, but they're a little spicy and they are so good. Like oh my God. again, it's like if you if you want just like 
like pure MSG salt, chili powder, and grease. Yes. Like there are few better delivery mechanisms than the Nashville hot chicken strips from Safeway. Okay. So as you know, the Safeway that is closest to my house is a, an extremely sad Safeway. Yeah. And I do my best not to go there. And it would never, this is the thing, it would never occur to me to go to that grocery store for lunch. Yeah. Usually if I'm going to get the, the, chicken strips for lunch it's because i'm heading a safeway like with a shopping list in my hand and i'm like oh and i could eat two chicken strips on the way home okay okay uh, yeah and, is- these, and let me let me be clear like these are best eaten like while you're walking home from okay. the store eating out of hand out of hand as yeah. they say i am so impressed that you i mean i guess this is the kind of lunch that is born of a college student's mind. You're, you're impressed really? with me for eating chicken strips well, no, from but the I'm grocery in, I'm store for lunch. I'm impressed that you even like, um, maybe impressed is not the right word. No, 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 stick with it. Okay. It has never occurred to me to look at the, the like hot food counter there. I feel like I've spent more time looking at like the hot foods available at like an American 7-Eleven sure. than at a Safeway. It just like never occurs to me to go over there. Sometimes I get a craving for a spicy big bite hot dog from 7-Eleven. Pretty good. Okay. But th- well, this is not our convenience store episode. Right. I but shouldn't have mentioned it. I think, I think there's like a whole kind of culture of, of, of appreciation of supermarket fried chicken and yes. like, you know, which like does Albertsons have the best fried chicken that sort, and that sort of thing. And they're all pretty good. You at know, least. people used to say Crescent Market had I the bet. best fried chicken. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because they knew if they didn't say that, the uh, the suit of armor would come to, come to life and attack them. Yes. The best thing about supermarket fried chicken is the fact that like you can smell it outside the store before yes, you walk in. Absolutely. And it's so different from like, you know, if you've ever gone to like a fried chicken restaurant or even like one of the, you know, the famous ones in like Memphis or whatever. You know, you expect to smell fried chicken outside the place, right? There's something especially magical about going to a grocery store and smelling fried chicken when you don't expect it. It's like amazing. It's never going to be like the best fried chicken you've ever had, but it's never going to disappoint. That is correct. Even even if you eat it cold and like we've established, I don't like cold foods, but I will eat cold supermarket fried chicken and it's fine. Great. Okay, I'm going to do one. Please. Okay, so I, I again, I'm going to come back to Ballard Market, which I just, I really don't want to call Town and Country Market. <laughs> do I have to? Uh, no, I'm going to be talking about a different location of Town and Country Market in a minute. Okay. So. I have this kind of like, I don't know, I feel, I have a warm feeling about uh, soups in grocery stores. Yeah. Like, you know, big cauldrons of soup. What do yeah. you, like steam table soup? No. What do you call it? I like, think I like cauldron soups. Okay. Cauldron soups. Okay. So I really like split pea soup. And, Me too. And over the years, I have had split pea soup in pretty much any grocery store that was my grocery store at the time. I remember when I worked at Whole Foods, sometimes if like spending all morning in the air conditioning in there, it left me kind of chilled. I yeah. would get split pea soup for lunch. Anyway, I really enjoy the split pea soup at Ballard Market. I don't even know that it's that great, but it's a solid split pea soup. June really likes the chicken noodle soup Mm -hmm. from Ballard Market. I feel like it is exceptionally greasy. Okay. Like once it's spilled in my car. Oh, no. And even more than just, you know, chicken soup spilling in your car, like the residue of grease, like 
it was shocking. What what did you did you have to like get the rug shampooed or something? No, luckily I have like rubber mats okay. on the floor. So I, I was saved from a lifetime of, of chicken soup smells. All right. But uh, anyway, all this to say split pea soup. Now, when you get the split pea soup or any soup at uh, the not to be known as town and country market, is it extremely hot? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It's so This hot. is something I like about, about grocery stores, too. Like, it's always, it's, it's dangerous. Well, and the other thing is, you know how, you know, you purchase it based on the size container yes. you put it in, right? So I always feel like any time that I have filled the container to the top, inevitably, I spill it on myself, mm-hmm. trying to get the lid on or trying to get the lid off. And the stuff is scalding hot. So I have taken to not filling it quite all the way. And Every time, bless them, whoever is working the checkout when I go through is like, well, hun, you didn't fill this all the way. And uh. I'm like, I, I know, I don't want to explain it. But, um, you know, it's like, do I want my money's worth or do I still want to have skin? That's that's a tough, tough decision. Yeah. I recently had a, uh, a supermarket soup lunch that I enjoyed very much. Um, it was it was with wife of the show, Lori. Maybe mm-hmm. you know her. Uh-huh. Um we were we were going to uh, pick up our niece uh, at uh, preschool. That's the word I was looking for. Mm-hmm. We so we stopped at the Thriftway in in West Seattle, mm. and I got like a, like a corn chicken and corn chowder, I think, mm-hmm. which was which was quite tasty and very very hot, and and some kind of bread to go with it. And we and we just ate, like ate it like leaning against the wall outside of the Thriftway. Oh God, that's perfect. We were going to go to McDonald's, but they uh, only the drive through was open. Okay. You know, I have to say, so a, a, a chain of, of supermarkets here in Seattle is called PCC. It's a co-op. Mm-hmm. And PCC has some really good prepared foods, which I'm going to be talking about in a minute. Okay. But I have to say, I love PCC, but I want them to put more salt in their soups. Do they have little salt packets that you could put in? Maybe. Okay. I haven't noticed. No, no. I, I, I do think like it should come nicely seasoned, but. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, I, I'm. Always drawn to the cauldrons of soup. And at PCC, I have to remind myself that I've been disappointed so many times. Yeah. So. Um, Okay. Let me let me talk about my town and country market, because when we go to Bainbridge Island for the day, we will usually get lunch at the town and country market in the middle of Winslow on Bainbridge Island. Bainbridge Island is uh, it's like a suburban island near like, you know, a half hour ferry ride from Seattle. So it makes a great day trip. You hop on the ferry. You you like see some water. You get lunch at town and country market. You get dessert at uh, Mora Ice Creamery. Mm -hmm. Um, But the town and country market, they've got a huge selection. I will often get like a soup or a curry or yeah usually usually one of those things they'll have mm-hmm. they'll have like some some simple curries or uh, or like a chowder like soup sometimes maybe sometimes a clam chowder or a corn chowder mm-hmm. and like yeah it just it feels like a bounty of options yes yes um it occurs to me that another thing that I don't use so speaking of like cold food I want to talk about like pre-made sandwiches for okay. a minute, okay, that that like are made by the grocery store deli and are like shrink wrapped and in a refrigerated case yeah. by the deli. I don't like sandwiches like this. I don't either. Like that whole case that has like salads in it. Also, like I just like mentally edit that right out. It's just not for me. I only go there if I'm really desperate. Like if nothing else is working. Like sometimes they don't have the soups out yet, or they don't have anything I like. Like on the steam table. 
then I will go for like one of the salads in a clamshell thing. But it's always got to have like a lot of like salty, tangy stuff like okay. olives, yeah. maybe sliced salami, maybe pepperoncini. Like you yeah. can, you can make good. a decent grocery store salad as long as it's got those things. That said, I would rather buy one of those clamshell container salads sure. than go to the salad bar. I always find a salad bar to be way less delicious than it And I feel like the be. price adds up a lot faster than you expect. Yeah. But anyway, a couple of times when I have been truly desperate, I have walked past the, you know, the case of pre-made sandwiches at Ballard Market and they have one that is like a, an Italian sub. Okay. On a, like a baguette type roll, like, you know, banh mi sized, let's say. Mm-hmm. And uh, that sounds good. Yeah. And so it's got, you know, it's got a couple different kinds of cold cuts, provolone. It, it does have sliced tomato, but they've always positioned it correctly in the sandwich so it doesn't get the bread soggy. Okay. And then there's, I can't remember what else is on it, some something spicy and oily. And anyway, All right, that you know, sounds good. I have to say, it totally gets the job done. And it's the kind of thing that you can, you know, you can eat sort of tidily while you are sitting at a stoplight in, you know, in your car. Yeah. But otherwise, I do not like pre-made sandwiches on sliced bread. I don't understand why so many of those are for sale everywhere. Yeah. Now, I don't like said that. that, if there is a if there is a panini menu at the supermarket, like I could always go for a supermarket panini. Are you a hot sandwich person in oh, general? Oh yeah, absolutely. God, you and my spouse should should get together. Ash is such a you hot sandwich person. <laughs> Ash is such a hot sandwich person. Yeah. Like they will occasionally get like a hot sandwich at Starbucks. Oh yeah, if too. they're the out Starbucks around. breakfast sandwiches are so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, Ash is always on it if there's a panini menu. They they're going to get like, you know, like a turkey pesto kind of situation. But yeah, and like, that just never appeals to me. I don't like the smell of a hot sandwich. Oh, I do. And like, I feel like that's where, like, the supermarket counter, that's where, like, the last uh, civilization's final panini grills have ended up because it yes. was, like, such a thing in, like, the 80s, 90s. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, that trend is long over, but you can still get them at some supermarket. Yes. Um, yes. I, I, did you ever own a panini grill? We did. I guess you probably didn't because you don't like hot sandwiches. I did not own one. Okay. Although there was a time, I remember when paninis became came a thing and I was like, ooh, paninis. And I think I liked them, but then I quickly discovered that, eh. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Disney Plus and Hulu are better together in the Disney bundle with new movies and series. On Disney Plus, experience the full Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with new main show performances and acoustic collection. On Hulu, follow the fantastical evolution of Bella Baxter, played by Emma Stone in the award-winning film Poor Things. All of these and more streaming this month. Get the Disney Bundle with Disney Plus and Hulu. Terms apply. See DisneyBundle.com for details. 
Okay, I want to talk about something that you can only get at the Metropolitan Market chain. Okay. Uh, in Seattle, uh, which used to be used to be Thriftway, I think, and like, like there's a couple in Queen Anne and one in West Seattle and and Sandpoint. Um, this is really helpful for most of I, our listeners. I feel like Met Market is uh, it's it's a slightly high end grocery yeah, it store. Is. It kind of it's for I, I me. Think it's kind of like an Andronicos. I was going to say it reminds me of Andronicos. Before I get to the thing I was going to mention, like at Andronicos, did they have like a prime rib carving station? Or like like a hot roast beef. Uh, Matthew, I was literally nineteen years old. I don't think I noticed this. It, <laughs> that's there that's was... true. Like you, you have to like reach a certain fairly advanced age before you start noticing prime rib. <laughs> yeah, no, it, I, no, I, I think I, you're this, right. Prime rib was like securely within like my dad's sphere yeah, of, of uh, interest. Yeah, you're right. Or circle of interest. Uh, sphere of influence. Yeah, he, he was a big influencer <laughs> in the world of prime rib. Yeah, he was a dad fluencer. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so they probably Metropolitan Market is the kind of of uh, supermarket where they probably have prime rib but what they, the thing that i'm thinking of is like i don't even have like a go-to lunch item there although they have a pokey bar that's that's quite good oh my god has anything ever been more 2020s yeah like and i feel like that trend is already like on, on its way out but but like when it's good it's really good they have this thing called the cookie and it's just a big ass like chocolate and not chocolate chip nut cookie okay um, and it is like it's designed to be like ridiculously over the top. It's like four dollars, okay. And and it's thick. It's big. Like if you imagine like how a, big, like a big bakery cookie. It's bigger than that. Okay. So, so compare it to not, something. It's not that it has a huge diameter, but it's thick and it's gooey in the middle. Okay. And it's it's like you know it's 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 a cookie that they want that they're they want you to talk about. Yeah. Like, you know, like the this cookie. Like this cookie. Like can you believe like how expensive it is? And it probably has six thousand calories. It's really good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like I like I think if you ate the whole thing yourself, you you would be a bad situation. So um, basically but- what you're saying is you go to Met Market, you get some freshly sliced prime rib. I get some yep. And you garnish it with pokey. Yeah, and then, and then I and yeah, then, put that between two giant cookies. Yes, that's what they call the cookie. That's exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay, my next item is, uh, okay, Central Market, which is also owned by the town and country people. Central Market is in Shoreline, which is like a suburb, exurb. The town and country people, like speaking of book titles, sounds sounds like a like a dystopian, like Stepford Wives kind of of book, right? Oh, yeah. Like the town town and and country people are coming. Yes, yes. Anyway, Central Market is fantastic. Yes. I think it's the best of their stores. I mean, possibly, though, you and I are biased because part of what's so special about Central Market is Mm -hmm. their huge array of uh, foods that you would otherwise only find in an Asian market. Right. Oh, how how did you like the stuff you got from Asian Family Market? I was thrilled. But I have to say, Matthew, I was really aware of how, like how lost I was there not being able to read Chinese. Oh, okay. So I think that uh, I want to go back next time with you or someone else in my world who can actually help me get around there because I felt like I could barely scratch the surface of it. All right. Yeah, this will be fun. Yeah. So Central Market is huge. And one of the parts of Central Market that really, I think, defines it is they have a freaking massive cafe area. Oh, yeah. I don't know what you would call it when there's like full on seating inside the restaurant and like, I mean, seating inside the grocery store, like three islands, like salad bar things. Yeah, I know what you mean. So three islands is called an archipelago. (laughs) Archipelago? Archipelago. Okay. Uh, Anyway, 
I really enjoy the pizza from Central Market. In fact, Market. A&P stands for Ar- Archipelago, Archipelago and Pacific. I really enjoy the pizza at Central Market. Yeah. I find grocery store pizza, uh, even when it's not that good, it's so satisfying. I, I know exactly it's what you mean. It's more satisfying like, than so than so pizza I in other think, contexts. Right. I think the, the pizza at Whole Foods pretty much blows, but I also will get it anytime. Yes. Yes. <laughs> right? No, uh, the pizza at Central Market, I'm thrilled with it. Yeah. It's also, you know, like a classically huge slice. Right. I love it. And then uh, my people, what they really enjoy getting at Central Market is uh, they have pork buns, like Nikuman oh, yes. or, yeah. Anyway, Chashu pork Bao. buns yeah. uh, that you can either get, you know, refrigerated and take them home and warm them up yourself, or they have them in sort of like a hot case yes. near the rotisserie chickens and stuff. And Love I it. think that is brilliant. June always goes straight over there and grabs, you know, that's a, a that's a go to uh, wife of the show. Lori item also like we, we grabbed lunch at Owajamaya recently before uh, getting on uh, out of bus mm-hmm. and uh, and wife of the show. Lori went straight to the uh, the Chashu Val case. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So good. OK, so the best thing happened recently. H Mart, which the big uh, um, North American Korean supermarket chain mm-hmm. opened a store like six blocks from where I live. Mm. It's called the M2M market because uh, it means morning till midnight, which is not what their hours are. It means Molly... To Matthew. To Matthew. Um, and, uh, but they, they specified on a bunch of posters outside, like in the windows of the store, that it means you'll think about us morning till midnight, even oh. though we close at 9 p.m. Um, Wait a minute. And so how do you, like, do they also have the words H Mart somewhere on the outside of it? Do you they think, don't really. And do like everyone is kind of who, puzzled about this. Like, why wouldn't they use the name that everybody knows, including like which appeared on a best-selling, the, in the title of a best-selling book? Yeah. And, and they changed it at the last minute because they put up some H Mart signs and then took them down. So that oh. whole thing is very puzzling. And like right before they opened, had everyone worried, like, are they going to fuck this up somehow? Oh, my God. Um, OK. OK. They did not fuck it up at all. It is one of the best stores I've ever been to in my life. The The stocking of this store is a work of genius. Oh, um, my God. I can't wait to go. And uh, they, they have a food court that hasn't opened yet. They have a bakery that fucking rules. But they have like prepared hot lunches, like like uh, donburi, like stuff on mm-hmm. rice and, mm-hmm. and and other things, but especially that. And so far, like I'm planning to pretty much try them all, except the one that has like an enormous amount of mayo on it, which isn't my thing. But I've had like a pork belly don, uh, which is like Korean style, like grilled, and you can really like taste the grill, mm-hmm. like slices of tender pork belly with like a lightly spicy sauce with lots of sauce, soy sauce and a little I, gochujang. I just want to tell the listener how much you're smiling while you talk about this. And and I've and they have they have Korean fried chicken like three flavors and just like they're like ready to go anytime like I I'm gonna be talking about this store on every episode from from now until they inevitably go out of business just to break my heart but like you know I I've gotten lunch from there several times now and it's been just the quality is great like it's just like exactly what I want out of a supermarket lunch and is the place packed like are um, people into it that's a good question like I it's been like the the Foot traffic has been pretty good, I think. Like, I feel like a good sign is that I went in the other day and, like, um, got stuck behind a bunch of slow-moving Asian grandmas. Yes. I feel like, so I feel like it's attracting the, the right element. Okay. Um, and it's right at the train station, so it's easy to get to for people from other neighborhoods if they live near the train. Ah, so, um, okay, so is it, so it's near John and Broadway? Where is it's it? It's at, the entrance is at Broadway and John. 
Okay. Um, Where is it like? Uh, if you have time, we should walk down there after recording. Today. Oh, maybe. Okay, um, let's let's it's, hurry up. It's great. Okay. Um. So anyway, so they got they got amazing like stuff on rice lunches there. I've tried like the uh, the the spicy beef, the the pork belly, the green fried chicken. Like I've gotten some uh, like you know tempura shrimp and croquette items. I just love this store. Amazing. You know, one other thing that I want to mention yeah. is something that's only recently come to my attention, and it's PCC, which is, again, a co-op based here in Seattle. They make a pretty good butter chicken. And I'm not okay. I'm not going to claim that it is, you know, that that it is authentic. It's definitely not better than one that you would get in a good Indian restaurant sure. or that you could make from that delicious uh, recipe that has made the rounds, the instant pot butter chicken from Two Sleevers. Yeah, is that it? Had it within the last couple of weeks. Yes. Anyway, but it is really delicious. It is like yeah. reliably delicious. And they always have some sort of rice, sometimes coconut rice, sometimes a more sort of like just plain white rice. So you can always count on having rice. And then there's always like either butter chicken or they do a really good pork chili verde. Oh, um, nice. And That's these are all on like the hot bar. Um, hot bar. And they always have uh, roasted vegetables, which sounds really boring. But but I'm, if they're good, they're good. Well, you know, and I just never like it's like roasted pepper, roasted bell peppers, mm-hmm. roasted mushrooms, red onions, maybe one zucchini. And I have to say that, like, those are all things that I don't tend to roast altogether. I very rarely roast f- roast vegetables together. No, usually you'll just roast one whole red onion. Yes. Yeah. And then just make my family sit around and, and, and cut slices out it. of it. Um, but like, like a scene from Mickey's Christmas Carol. <laughs> it takes me back to, like, the late 90s when we all, or to the 90s when we all got into roasting. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think my dad, like when he would make roast chickens, he would often roast kind of that same like four vegetables all on a sheet pan together with maybe like olive oil, a little bit of soy sauce, maybe some balsamic, you know, because it was the 90s. And the roasted vegetables at PCC just push all those same buttons for me. Could one of the titles in your uh, steamy romance series be called A Season to Roast? Uh (laughs) No, it's again the four seasons: right. autumn to roast, spring to roast, spring. Yeah, okay. I'm gonna get that sexy new book, Spring to Roast. <laughs> Have you read Spring to Roast? You should anyway. read it on your ebook reader, so no one knows that that you're reading it on the bus. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I really enjoy it, and it tastes extra good. I think the first time I had the 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 like trio of butter chicken, coconut rice, and the roasted vegetables. That sounds really good. I was eating it in my car outside the PCC in Redmond, mm-hmm. which is the the town that I go horseback riding in. Sure. And I, it was cold. It was winter. And I was like too hungry to drive home uh, to get lunch. God, it was so delicious. Yeah. So good. I do kind of associate supermarket lunch with like being really hungry and needing some lunch. Yeah. 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 Maybe maybe that's why we're so enthusiastic about it because Could everything be. tastes so good. I know. That's true. Because <laughs> um, like, yeah, because like it's not something that like, unless we're going to Bainbridge Island, like it's not something I really like plan ahead for. Like it's going to be no. a supermarket lunch kind of day. It's just it's like, oh, like I'm shopping at Safeway and I just realized I'm really hungry right now. Time for chicken strips. Yes. Except I bet you are you are planning to like go to M2M. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. That that almost doesn't count because it's too good. God, M2M. When even saying that makes me feel like <laughs> I'm I'm placing like a um like a an ad in like. The, yes. The, 
That's I mean that's how you uh, the show started. You placed you placed an M two M ad. What was it that? What's the strangers like? Um, Missed connections. No, no, uh, no, I saw you. No, uh, but no, there's like one that's like the sex. Something. Sex fest. <laughs> no, I remember because my my friend Sam season season uh, autumn to sex. My, my my friend Sam back when he was single. This is a long time ago. Mm-hmm. He put a, an ad in in that part of the stranger. Nice. And somebody sent him a reply. And one of the things they said was, you look like a shit ton of fun. Oh. And so I've thought wow. of that ever since. <laughs> what a what a nice thing to say. I know, right? I, did, was he very pleased? I think he was yeah. pleased. I think he was also like, huh, I mean, is this or isn't this someone I want to go on a date with? I don't yeah. know. I don't think anyone would ever say that about me. I think they'd be like, like uh, you know, maybe maybe once once you get to know him. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. But I'm fun. You are so fun. I mean, my listeners God, know how you fun know, I, I am. I have to say, actually, if people could see your face while you're talking about M2M market, mm-hmm. they would be like, that guy looks like a yeah, shit Yeah, I am DTM2M anytime. <laughs> DTM2M. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. All right. Should we move on to segments? Oh, please. All right. Please. Let's begin with spilled mail. All right, I'm going to read this one. Today's spilled mail comes from listener Talia. Hi, Matthew and Molly. I really enjoyed your episode on non-alcoholic beer. And since I work in the... Oh, what? Since I work in the membrane industry. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. Listener Talia, I've never. Wow. OK, since I work in the membrane industry, I thought I'd write in and answer a question you brought up about distilling. I think working in the membrane in- industry could be the term you use for being a roadie for Cypress Hill. I think you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh You wondered about whether or not the leftover stuff from distillation to make liquor gets used for anything. The answer is yes. Stillage from distillers making alcohol for human consumption is most commonly used as a soil amendment or just treated as wastewater. But the use of stillage as a co-product is actually a big part of the ethanol industry. The leftover sludge from producing ethanol is known as distiller's dried grains with solubles, or DDGS. M2M, listener Talia. (laughs) DDGS. And it gets sold as animal feed. You can also extract corn oil from ethanol stillage and sell that. Because ethanol is such a volatile market, selling DDGS helps stabilize producers' revenue stream and generally makes up around a quarter of their overall revenue. Listener Talia is way smarter than we are. I know, this is so good. Okay. In theory, you could reuse stillage from either liquor or ethanol production in some food applications, but that is much rarer because producers would need to have a partnership with a different facility and the regulatory hoops would be a pain. You can also recycle some amount of stillage to boost production since there's still useful sugars for your yeast to digest as well as yeast biomass. This is common in ethanol plants, but I don't know how standard it is in liquor distilleries. I honestly was just excited to hear reverse osmosis mentioned on my favorite podcast, but the discussion of dealcoholization actually gave me an idea for a new application for my company to work uh-huh. on. So I'll make sure to shout you out if that goes anywhere. Oh, my God. And when you say shout us out, you mean like cut us in on that revenue stream, right? Yeah. I mean, we need to stabilize our revenue stream. Like, could we be selling DDGS? Um, Like, could we be selling byproducts from from making our podcast? Yeah. I mean, let's see here. There'd Mm -hmm. be like... 
I don't. I mean, know. often when we do an episode, there'll be like some some like like crusty like like crumbs, crusty crumbs. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we're selling a new product called Crusty Crumbs. Um. Wow. God, listener Talia, this is fantastic. I mean, I do think I'm going to have to spend more time with what what you've written here so that I can really understand it because this is more information than I ever uh, dreamed of receiving about this, and I'm so pleased. Yeah. No, I just knew like as soon as as soon as listener Talia said, I work in the membrane industry. I'm like, yep, we're putting this one on the show. God, this is fantastic. Anyone who writes in from the from the membrane industry, whether or not you're a member of Cypress Hill, will read will read your letter on the air. But but listener Talia, really. So um if you want to write in and tell us more about this new thing you, you're gonna suggest your company should work on, uh, you know, maybe if it involves a lot of initials, DDGS or mm-hmm. M to M or DTF yep. or anything like that. Uh, write in, tell us about it. Yeah, well, I think it's probably like a trade secret at this point. No, she would tell us. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah. yeah. All right, should we should we do a little now? But wow. I'm, I'm doing. I'm picking music for for my second time in a row. And last time I picked a, like a uh, super loud, aggressive punk album. And this time I'm picking kind of the opposite of that, but also great, which is the new album by the Korean surf rock band Say Sumi. I loved their last album. They have a new album that will be out by the time you hear this called The Last Thing Left. And I've heard the first two singles from it so far, and it's just delightful. Like mm. um, it's it's atmospheric. It's it's uh, it's soothing, but it still kind of rocks. And the guitar playing is great. And it's uh, it's just like beautiful music that you can you can like put on and just feel good. What you're describing sounds like a, a good soundtrack for summer. It's it would be a great soundtrack for summer. Okay. Yes. Excellent. Excellent. So that's Say Sumi, the last thing left. Great. Okay. Well, our producer is Abby Circatella. Please rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. Mm-hmm. And you can chat with other spilled milk listeners on Reddit at reddit.com slash R slash everything spilled milk. And until next time, we are always down DDGS. <laughs> I completely <laughs> fucked that up. I'm Molly Weisenberg. <laughs> I'm Matthew Hipsterberg. <laughs>like that those are the biggest bananas i've ever seen i i don't remember who bought them and the jaunty angle of the middle I bought one. them. okay so i'm i'm to blame God, for this you're a monster <laughs> did you feel like you had something to prove i guess um yeah i, I thought about it a lot when i was picking out the bananas <laughs> as i always do yeah. um i, How can I, I, I choose my- a banana that symbolizes my manhood well, I mean, and I had to pull up my my uh, you know rolly tape measure <laughs> that I carry with me everywhere, mm-hmm. and that, that's that, what I came up with, and I, and I stand by it. That middle one looks like it's been doing those exercises where you like drape a you know like a, a wet washcloth over it and uh-huh. practice lifting your banana. <laughs> I don't I don't think so. Okay, all right. Well, all right. Okay, should we do an episode? Yeah, I can't stop looking at these bananas. <laughs> you want me to move them? No, no. Or bring them closer. <laughs> God, they're so big. <laughs> oh, uh, okay, I'm gonna try to get it together, Abby. We we've Abby, done a banana episode. Abby Did we talk about this? Hates us by now. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm Molly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Okay. You go first. You go. 
Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.